You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. Your weekly look at movies, video games, and more brought to you by your hosts, Ace Scully and Sid Talk. We're addicted to movies. Are you? Good evening, Sid Talk. Hello, how are you? I am all right. How are you? I'm good. Did you see I said good evening, but it's not actually evening. Also, it's irrelevant to whenever the person's listening, as I like to say and remind you all the time. That's why I was saying it. So (laughs) you would say that. So what's the before the after the show discussion? Me trying to get my city skylines to work because I've probably downloaded some mod things that are crashing it. So I'm just fixing that. Other than that, you were looking up stuff about this movie. Don't buy games if you use mods. You know, PC games. Why not? When you buy, like, the latest pack, like you just did, it all goes to hell. It happened to me on my truck game. It happened to me oh, on did GTA. It? Yeah. My truck game, uh, American Truck Sim, it has Steam Workshop mods, right? So mm-hmm. I put the one in that where it makes all the petrol stations, like real-life petrol stations, instead of just generic ones. Put the one in that added FedEx trucks and stuff. And then they did an update for a new map and then it all all the petrol stations disappeared bummer because it didn't know how to draw them in because they'd redesigned them or something i had to go in the files and oh, it was the right mess so i'm kind of a plain vanilla type player now not me it's absolutely no fun to me whatsoever if i can't play with mods so i might as well give up if it doesn't work but it always ends up working so i will figure it out this is after the show we're a movie review podcast We do a movie review every week, and on Saturday, September the 17th, this is after the show, 754, we're looking at a new movie called Fall. It's a 2022 movie. You can watch it now on streaming. It's rated PG-13. It's from our friends at Lionsgate. Sid Talk, give us the synopsis of the movie Fall. Well, a singular spot where some people are in danger because of some very bad choices. And the name kind of tells you, you know, spoiler, is somebody's going to fall. <laughs> is it about the season after summer? It is not. <laughs> no, it's not no. a seasonal movie. No. <laughs> so I'll give you the one off the box. It says, best friends Becky and Hunter find themselves at the top of a 2,000 foot radio tower. They find, just find themselves. themselves yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, hold on. How did we get here? It's not magic. No. Let's review the movie Fall. Sito, what did you think? It was okay. I feel like when I have the urge to constantly not really be paying attention, which is rare. I mean, it's rare in my entire life of watching movies. It's very rare. And I literally wanted to pick up my phone like constantly. And I don't have that. I'm an all in movie person. And this was boring to me a little bit. It had some interesting, you know, a look because like they're up on this tower and, you know, you're thinking, oh, God, oh, God. Like, you know, imagining yourself on a tall thing. I've been on some tall things well, in my life. Let's explain why they go up on a tower. Oh, yeah. Well, because one of them's a YouTuber and she does dangerous shit. We established in the beginning they're rock climbing people. I'm very professional at it, apparently, because the one doesn't use any cables even. She's kind of a hot shot. And then, sadly, one of them's husband Grab back to the title of the movie, Falls. Fast forward a year when the friend wants to get the friend with the dead husband to 
climb back on the climbing horse again and take tells we're going to go up this tower. So they go out to the desert, they climb up this tower, and I know it's really shocking, but it's super dangerous and super stupid. Yes. And therefore, they find themselves in peril. Yeah, exactly. So I really quite enjoyed the movie, but I'm kind of a sucker for movies that take place in one area. So I like danger that is, and the shallows with Blake Lively is a very specific. It's exactly this movie, except that has a shark. And another Lionsgate tower. movie, I believe, or maybe not. The shallows with Blake Lively, I really like that one. And she's basically stuck on one of those boy, is it called a boy? Buoy. We call it a buoy. Some people yeah, call it a buoy. Buoy, boy, buoy. A bouncy, bowie. floaty thing in the ocean. Yeah, she's stuck on one of them for 45 minutes of so, the movie. So let's examine. Person, character, does a thing. They end up on a pinpoint of a place on the planet. They cannot escape. They cannot move off of that spot. And there is eminent danger. Yeah, and heights are pretty scary, I find. Especially like this, where they're on this tiny little platform. If you walk forward or back, you fall 2,000 feet. You can't even, they can't sleep on it. They can't, it's just hard to be on that little platform, right? So they stuck up there, and because one of them's a YouTuber, they've got a drone, they've got the cell phones with them. Weirdly, the cell phones stop working. Mm-hmm. There are weird things in this movie <laughs> where you just have to go, yeah, okay, that's fair. There will be spoilers, because I don't care anything about this movie, so I might say things that, you know, completely destroy it if it's your favorite movie ever. You know, when you watch, like, any kind of horror film and somebody says, oh, my phone suddenly isn't working. And you're like, but why? Like, Yeah, they're literally on top of a television tower in the middle of a desert where there's a town very nearby. Like the best reception you could possibly get. But it's get. not got any cell phone satellites on it. So for some reason, the tallest tower, and she even proclaims that it used to be the tallest structure in America. Also, not, it's fiction, so that's not true. Is not being utilized. Yes, we established very quickly that it's rusting, the bolts are falling out. It's condemned, basically. Yes. They go up there, the cell phones don't work. I was into them going up there, but then when the cell phones didn't work, I'm like, oh, that's like a bogus cabin in the woods kind of thing. Because of course the cell phones, well, they suddenly stop working when you climb a pole. I would think they would work just fine. But there's lots of conveniences to make things more dangerous throughout the movie. It's kind of structured in this way where, and it's to give you a break every now and then. So there's some major peril and then there's some sitting around talking because they are on this tiny little platform. And then it involves a bit more major peril and then some talking and it does that throughout the movie. I felt like it did it well enough that it didn't feel the same every time. Mm. But then there are moments where the major peril seems just like stupidity rather than peril because... Right at the beginning when they get up there, I know they're like high, excuse the pun, high on getting up there, you know, and she's like an adrenaline junkie. But then she's like, I want to take a selfie of me hanging off the tower with one hand. I mean, that's just, I know you're an adrenaline junkie, but that's just stupid, right? Well, you did say that you watch a guy who does shit like that. So. I do watch a guy, Ali Law on YouTube, who is a parkour slash climber guy. And he does climb to the top of skyscrapers in real life, not a CG skyscraper, and stand on the edge. And that makes the my stomach turn, watching him do that. Because he is insane. He runs across, you know, illegally. 
across the top of giant buildings in Dubai and places like that. So is that what this is modeled on? Maybe there are, is a whole world of these people and I am unaware. I feel like it is definitely modeled on that, but mm. you know, this is fabricated. So it doesn't give me the, yes, when the camera pans up in this movie a lot, it pans up a lot to show you how far up they are. It does take it out of you a little bit. You're like, oof, that's really high. Or when the camera pulls really far back and you see how small they are. Mm-hmm. It gives you that sensation of, shit, they're never going to get off there. But they do so many stupid things while they're up there. <laughs> and I know the movie operates on that level. It's like, how dangerous can we be? You know, how dangerous can it seem? Because remember, it isn't dangerous at all. Because they're not up anything, right? I kept thinking that too while I was watching it. See, you that's know. the thing. If you're not convinced and you're not all in. Yeah, it's the difference between me watching Ali Law on YouTube and going, he's really stood on that Dubai skyscraper. He could die any second. Whereas I'm watching this and going, they're about eight foot off the ground probably. Wouldn't the best thing to be that that guy is actually all fake and you're convinced? That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> the stupidity level of this movie, I wasn't on board with all the time. Sometimes I was like, there's no way of being saved because you've no cell phone. You're 2,000 feet in the air in the middle of nowhere. There's a diner that they can see that they've been to, which is what? How far away? A mile? No, probably five miles. You can't get a message to it. They try to with their little drone. The message doesn't get there. Let's also not forget about the criminals who just fucking left them up there. <laughs> yeah, it just so happens there's some criminals. Some dudes in like a camper van thingy, an RV. Was they it? see them from a distance and then they shoot the flare and the dudes see them up there. And then the dudes find their vehicle, which they've parked out about two miles away, and they steal the girl's vehicle, flipping them off, leaving them on top of the tower. Exactly. <laughs> I get it. But all you had to do as a dickhead, fine, steal the girl's vehicle and think they're stupid for being up there. That's fine. But when you get somewhere, do an anonymous phone call. <laughs> normal human beings would do they that. They weren't even, normal human beings. Yeah, but even a criminal would be like, you know what? <laughs> Something's going on there, so I'll just maybe I'll just you know call nine one one real quick and let them know. But now, if no. you just stole somebody's car, I don't think you phone. No, you them. would because it's anonymous. You could just say, "Hey, you got somebody might need to go check out the tower," and then hang up. Like that's all you got to do. Nobody's gonna catch you. The girls didn't see you good enough. That again, it's just one of those things that I was like, "Oh my god." Oh let my me god. ask you this question: If you call nine one one from your cell phone, is that actually anonymous? I don't know. I think you have to go to a phone box for it to be truly anonymous, right? Don't know. That's a good I, question. Yeah. But there you go. That's, we're, we're reading into it more than <laughs> this. It does give me anxiety watching the movie. I mean, it's such an old movie trope. The, oh, look, there's some people down below. Maybe we're going to get rescued. And then they do everything they can to try and be noticed by the people and the people don't notice them. Correct. That's anxiety inducing, I, I find. <laughs> A lot of this movie is actually just the fact that they're up there. There's nothing they can do. They've been up there a couple of days now. They're all dehydrated and like getting a bit woozy and weird. And then they need some sleep. And if you sleep on a tiny little platform, you can't see how small the platform is because we're on a podcast. But it's barely enough for two people to stand on, right? Right. It's probably about four feet across. Maybe, right. Maybe five because they both sit and their legs are kind of out. And you'd have to curl up in a ball to sleep. Correct. 
sleeping, like one of them says to the other one, one roll over and you're over the edge, right? So Correct. You're dead. The whole thing is terrifying. You will, wait for it, fall. Fall, yes. <laughs> if you don't like heights, I said your mother doesn't like heights. She does it not. would probably drive her nuts, this movie. She'd be like, get down, girls. Why That's what I there? said. I mean, seriously. We like the adrenaline junkie people. We like people to push the limits and all that shit. And everybody loves salivating over little videos of people doing crazy shit. But in reality, and I'm going to say this without, I'm going to try not to sound like a complete asshole. You already do. But I'm, t- <laughs> <laughs> but I'm telling you now, if somebody I loved was one of those young women climbing up that fucking tower. And then they called me and said, basically half dead. She's dehydrated. And the first thing I'd be like, I'd go to her and be like, I love you. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> like, I would not be super supportive. I would make it very clear. I'm glad you're alive. And now we're going to have a long talk about stupidity. <laughs> so here's the big issue I have with the movie. And it's mostly- One big issue? Yeah, just one really. It's mostly the, for all the time we spend with the two of them up the tower, I didn't like the relationship twist thing. I didn't either. It was just stupid. It was really boring. There's a relationship twist. I won't go into details, but it's just garbage. So the issue I have is we spend all this time with them. The stakes are really high. You're like, how the hell are they going to get out of this? And then the finale, it just happens. You don't see what happened. Yeah, absolutely. It was weird. And it feels like it was like, oh, is that the end? (laughs) Like all of a sudden you see her dad rushing in his car towards the tower and you're like, oh, so they got a message to somebody and he's coming to rescue them. But then, it, like, it, I mean, there is an ending, but it, you don't see anything. Mm-mm. I was hoping to see some giant stunt or some giant rescue, like an exciting rescue. Like I said to you, how'd you get them off there? And you said a helicopter. All the way through, I'm thinking, that would be cool to see a helicopter rescue them from a platform. You don't see it. You see the classic girls sat, and the back of an ambulance. The, Correct. That, that classic with Correct. a blanket around them. Let's say girls. Like, let's say girls singular without. Well, I'm uh, trying not to uh, <laughs> go too far into the. Oh, I don't care. So I'll be spoiling things. So if you don't want to hear spoilers, we spoil other movies. They're more important than this. Well, I'm just being, I'm, I don't need to spell this one out, I don't think. Oh, I don't know. Because there is some enjoyment in there. With There's a twist that I didn't see coming that you said you did. Yes. But I'm not going to go into that one either, because I think that was the best part of the movie. I was like, oh, it's not particularly dark, this movie, until a certain point when it is really dark, because there's like a rotting leg. <laughs> there's a bird attack that leads to a yeah, yeah, bloody face, let's say. It yeah. gets a bit like, ooh, wow, it really went dark all of a sudden. And then that reveal that I was just talking about is also in that little section. And I didn't expect it to go like that because it seemed pretty innocuous up to that point. Never seemed like it was going to go into the that territory. But it did. Yeah, the ending was very rushed. I feel like you could do the ending better. After you've spent like two hours up a thing with two people, just seeing them miraculously rescued and not actually seeing the rescue just seems... Actually, thinking about it, the beginning sequence where we see them rock climbing and then one the guy falls off, they kind of cheat you on that one too because you don't really see. Correct. It's like the movie that pulls the rug away just as you're about to also, get the cool. Also, you said one of the most expensive things about making this movie was them using some sort of new AI to eliminate all the words 
every time they said the word fuck, which was a whole bunch of times apparently. So they spent a bunch of money to kind of wash that out of there. So we're washing out a lot of the gruesomeness, but then we get little bits of it. So I think so has more impact maybe. This movie was uh, already made by an independent film company. It was an R-rated movie. They showed it at film festivals. Lionsgate liked it, but wanted it to be a PG-13 movie. So they AI removed all the F-words. And I'm assuming took out some of the gruesomeness as right. well to make it a PG-13. Now, yeah, an R-rated version could be better, I guess, because you could have, you know, like a disgusting wound on a leg could be more worse than that. Maybe a broken leg. I don't think that changes your, that doesn't change your rating. No? It's the F word in sex and violence that changes your rating. Well, maybe they could have some sex on top of the pole. <laughs> sex with the pole? I don't know. Oh my. Oh my. They do play cherry pie when they're up there. And they do liken the top of the pole to a pole dance. One, yeah. At one point. Still not going to change your rating. <laughs> Which is very strange. I enjoyed it while it was on. Let me say that. Okay. And it was one hour and 47 minutes. And while it was on, I wasn't, I was kind of on the edge of my seat because I didn't know what was going to happen to him. In my perfect vision of the movie, they both die. Oh my goodness. You're dark. That's a dark twist. And they should have took parachutes up. <laughs> And food. Just in case. I know, they didn't know that it was going to fall apart, though, I It doesn't matter. Because, uh, I mean, we're old, and we're not, these two people are supposed to be, I guess, in their maybe mid-twenties-ish. And I get it. There are lots of adrenaline junkies in the world. People do crazy stuff. That's how rock climbing's invented, right? People climbing up rock faces. I mean, people die from that, and it's still exciting. People jump out of airplanes, we literally jump out of airplanes and people die from that too. So I get it. But the level of like trying to sell us on the idea that this level of unpreparedness from this character who they're trying to pull her off as sort of like, you know, she does know all the safety stuff. The girl, the friend who tries to encourage her friend to come climb the tower, right? The kind of wild one. She does bring up safety issues and how to do things and blah, blah, blah. But she also is the one that says, we don't need food and we don't need extra water and we don't need this and that and the other. It just didn't make any sense. This, that, and the other includes, we don't need, I don't personally, me, the blonde girl, I don't need climbing shoes. I'll just wear some chucks. True. Which is idiot. That's another. (laughs) I I was assuming that was because she wanted to look cool on Instagram or whatever she was on about. Yeah. Because she even wears a push-up bra, so she's got more. If my boobs are up, then I'll sell more views or whatever. So there's that element to it. This is another element that bugs me in any movie, and it did it in this movie. When we look through a cell phone nowadays, the footage that comes out of it is as good as a movie, right? Why do we have to put all those lines on cell phone footage so it looks like it was from 1982? I didn't see a lot of lines. It just looked... Fuzzy. It was interlaced. The whole video, when you're looking through the, mm. it was like the like an old CRT TV where you have the lines. See, now you're starting to pick on it. So they use an interlace filter to show you that we're looking through a cell phone. But a cell phone would look as good as the movie these days. Come on. They're all, both using iPhones. They also use the drone. Here's another thing. Don't follow this movie. And they do this trick. Life hack, she calls it. <laughs> yeah. If you can't find somewhere to plug your cell phone in, 
just take your cell phone charger, take a bulb out of the lamp in the restaurant and just jam the charger into the contacts. And that's fine. That's just do that. Now I can tell you, I watch electro boom on YouTube and he tests electrical things. And he did a whole episode on jamming your cell phone charger into a light socket. And it doesn't end well. <laughs> he gets a, his whole arm is black when he's finished with it. So don't do that. This movie kind of tells you to do that twice. Don't do it. I mean, you and I know not to do it. This movie is telling you to do a lot of things that you should never do. Climbing towers, shouldn't do it. No, it's telling you and I this. What other people might hear or see is like, oh, fuck yeah, I can climb that tower, but I know I'll take some food and I'll tell people where I'm going and I'll take a satellite phone and yet I'm, and I'll leave my friend down on the below and we'll be fine. We'll be fine. It'll be great because, oh my God, imagine me getting up on top there and shooting out a, a selfie to everybody. So that's what it's saying to some people. Yeah. Here's how even, you can do it safely and here's how you do it dangerous. It even as a little speech at the end, the speech is literally telling you to go and do, do mad shit because you only live once kind Correct. of Correct. And, and I'm, I'm like, well, this is very irresponsible. It's telling you to jam things into electrical sockets and go and do anything because you're you don't live very long, so go and do weird shit. Exactly. Because that's the whole point of the movie. I don't disagree with the concept of live your life. Well, but my life feels, I feel like today I should be, I'm going to go and jam my cell phone thing into the light socket because I feel so unfulfilled that I've never done that. <laughs> so I'm going to go and do it later and see what happens. All right, let's move on to the cast. Grace Caroline Curry plays Becky and Virginia Gardner plays Hunter. What do you think of these two girls? These are our main people in the whole movie. They're fine. There's some really fake actorly crying at times, like, <laughs> you know, like somebody says to them, oh, I need ugly crying. And then they sort of exaggerate. And then there's fake drinking, like this exaggerated, like, oh, I must drink this beverage because I'm mourning my husband who fell off a rock and I'm all slovenly about it. Like, it's very over the top. Didn't love that. The wild one, Hunter, the blonde, I like her. But again, we can't mix together that she's intelligent enough to have put together her, whatever she's doing. And she knows the safety stuff and she knows all the equipment and also layer that on top with her being completely an idiot. I would rather her just, if you're going to be one or the other, right? I guess that's not down to her as a performer. No. But I'm so convinced that she's, clever and interesting that when she's not, I'm a little bit let down. But again, that's probably not her fault. Jeffrey Dean Morgan plays James, the father. Um, it could have been anybody. Could have been anybody. Because he's literally in two scenes and it doesn't really matter. Correct. So having Negan as a father doesn't... I, can, I only see Negan now with him. He can just be anything and he'd just be Negan, right? You're probably not the only one. Directed by Scott Mann, who directed a movie called Final Score, which I do not know. What do you think of directing here? Um, I mean, it's fine. It's very... I think it looks pretty good. It does look good. It's trying to be interesting looking, but I feel like they're getting those directions. Like I said, like, oh, you know, I need ugly crying. Oh, I need super enthusiasm or... It just seemed a little shallow at times, their performances. And I feel like that's down to the director sometimes. And then the pace of it, like you said, 
we get there and then we we are with them the entire climb. They climb all the way up, not like in real time, but and then we're on this thing with them for like three days, three or four days. Yeah. Just the whole time. And then bing, we're done. I feel like that's a bad directorial choice. It's definitely the last 10 minutes pretty much suck for me. No. Because I was like, I wanted a satisfying conclusion, but it was just kind of garbage. It kind of fizzled out like they didn't know what to do. Like, what do we do? Do we rescue them? Do we have them die? Let's do a combination of it all, but let's not show you it. (laughs) That's the way to do it. No, it isn't. All right, IMDb reviews, what are those? Those are reviews on IMDb where I can understand when someone might be motivated to go give a movie a one star. And you like to read them. First person says, one out of ten, best movie ever. (laughs) What? He says, I'm a passionate climber and I love to watch any movie that contains climbing. And oh boy, does this movie not disappoint. It's movie gold, one out of ten. The first climbing scene on the cliff face was realistic. And it just goes on to be as realistic as possible. I would definitely give this a one out of ten. <laughs> Wait a minute. It's just a weird reverse. I don't psychology. think I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I think, okay, here, I'm gonna interject here. Because at my job, there's a mishmash of surveys and writing things and all this other bullshit in the modern world. And sometimes one out of five is the most important or the best. And five is the worst or 10. So if this person thinks a one right. is like, it's number one. I it's number one. Yeah. And that 10 is like the lowest down that can, I, I can understand how a person might get flipped around unless they're being completely sarcastic. All right. I'll read this one exactly as it's written. It okay. won't make much sense, but this is how it's written. <laughs> I really like this movie hobby. If you like challenge and afraid of height, it worth it especially when you focus on the fear and the expression. I feel like it has early minutes where it's not good enough, girl. You better get the good actress for Through the Pain so we the audience can feel the stress. Then I suggest my mind for Keep Watching, because I kind of like this of. But this movie just badly. There are so many missed at many points. No safety. Is that your hobby you know what to do? The writer much be better. For the twist, OF of the others say about that. I just want to say. That's the whole review. I like that review. (laughs) They're my favorite ones, actually. It covers the performances and the danger, and, you know, I'm into it. And finally, I'll give you a short one. This movie was doing a great job. It had me on the edge of my seat, chewing my fingernails. But apparently they ran out of money, and it ended without even showing you what happened. Hold on. You? I wrote this. (laughs) You did not. It was going so well until the stupid ending. Seriously. When they were standing on the tiny platform without holding on to anything, I thought, I'm going to have a stroke. I'm an engineer, so my mind was racing trying to figure out a way down. But the things they had really working my mind overdrive. (laughs) This is is a combination of that last review. (laughs) That part was great, but for climbers, they didn't use any of the real options. It reminded me of Redford's movie, All is Lost. He does everything exactly wrong. So there you go. There you go. Those are the people who uh, give it a one out of ten. So we're going to give it a score now, and I'm going to give Fall a five out of ten. That's really high. I'm I'm going with clinging to a four here. Uh, 
Be- oh, I didn't even realize what I, I was see. doing because it just didn't do it for me, even though. Okay, the points I'm giving it are for my low level of entertainment that I had, and that's it. All right. Thank you to Lionsgate for letting us review Fall. Next week, we're going to review the movie Emily the Criminal. So we'll look at that next week. Emily the Criminal, right on. Movie recommendations. I am going on the theme of Fall. I'm going to give you The Shallows with Blake Lively, which I mentioned earlier. And my other favorite trapped kind of movie is uh, Frozen from 2010. Not the uh, Do You Want to Build a Snowman Frozen. The other Frozen. Do you want to build a snowman? You know. It doesn't have to be a snowman. Did you like Frozen? Not that one. I don't remember. They stuck on a um, ski lift. On a ski lift? Yeah. Did I watch this? You did. <laughs> we watched it together. It's pretty a good. ski lift? I don't remember. So I have, I have to remind myself. It's this kind of thing. They stuck on a ski lift the entire you time. You did say you like this kind of thing. And I'm like, you mean the same movie over and over? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Just give me like stuck somewhere. That's <laughs> fine. <laughs> I like it. I mean, only enough to give it a five out of 10, but I do like it. Hilarious. Your recommendations are? My recommendations are going back to the 90s. I believe I'm in 1995-ish. And I'm giving you five movies that I have seen. This is not, oh, we're going to 96 here. Ooh. Uh, it's not about quality. It's just that I've seen them, and I'm telling you that I've seen them. Eye for an Eye, From Dusk Till Dawn. That was 96, right on. One of nice. my favorite movies of all time. Gulliver's Travels. I think that was a TV uh, miniseries with Ted Danson. City Hall with Keanu Reeves and Mary Riley with uh, Julie Roberts. Mary Riley, what is mm-hmm. that? She is like the attendant slash one of the women who works in the big house where Jekyll and Hyde guy lives. So it's Jekyll and Hyde is the guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. She just works in the house. And, you know, so it's about her relationship with the Jekyll and Hyde guy. Hey, Scully stuff. I've been playing a new game this week. Um, It's called Wayward Strand. It's an interesting game. Get this, Sid Talk, right? I'm getting it. So... There's this little town in Australia, and above the town is an airship, right? Okay. Floating above the town. I'm in, I'm in. And you're a little girl. Your mother is, it turns out the airship that's floating above the town is a hospital, and the all the elderly people are in the, in the airship being looked after. And you as the little girl, your mother is the head nurse of the hospital. And over the course of three days... You go to work with mom and you're in charge of going around the airship and keeping the old people company because it was the thing that the head of the hospital was like, you know, we need the old people talking to other people to keep them, you know, because they're at the end of the life, right? So you go up there and mom's kind of a bit, she seems a bit pissy with you at the beginning. Okay. She's like, don't do anything bad. Just speak to the old people like we've told you to, you know, spend your whole day on the, sh- on the ship, get your lunch at lunchtime. So you go on there and you, you know, you walk around the airship. It's like a side on view. So you imagine like. So you're you talking see- about like Hindenburg kind of an airship. Yes. Okay. Yeah, actually it's an airship from World War II. Okay. So you're on the airship. It's a hospital. The old people are on there. It's actually quite luxurious, the airship. It's. You know, when you see those like really lush mm-hmm. traveling airships from the 40s, 
and it's got like you know really cool furniture and everything and the old people are being well looked after and you're going around and you go into each of the old people's rooms and you can talk to them like a telltale game you're picking you know dialogue options this is interesting and you're trying not to upset the old people and you're trying to talk to them and learn about them a little bit and you meet i met the first lady and she like is into astrology and she wants to read your palm and she keeps you know she's like oh you're a child and i can read i've never read a child's palm and then she's kind of like i haven't had my tablets today can you go and get them for me don't tell the nurses though just take them off the thing and bring them oh my and then you get the option, do you do that or don't you do that? Or do you go and tell mom and say, and say, like, she's asking me for tablets, what's going on? So I did the, oh, she's asking me for tablets. And mom says she's got really bad memory. Plus she's in a lot of pain. She wants, like, double tablets a lot. So don't help her. The second person I bumped into was a guy, old elderly gentleman, who I guess used to be a writer, maybe somebody like Stephen King or whatever. And he thinks he's still super famous and like he's, he's a big deal. Like, and he's got his little wooden desk and he's writing things and he says he's answering all his fan mail, but he doesn't seem legit. <laughs> a third person you find is a, is like a, he says he's from Austria. This guy got like a sounds German, but he says he's from Austria and he keeps clarifying that he's from Austria, not Germany. And his story is like his wife died He's lonely. Now he's of ill health and he's just dying. He used to be in Austria and his wife was a singer and they were on the road and it was such a lavish lifestyle. And now he's just, it sucks because just this, you know, Austrian guy dying. Okay. Each of the old people, and there are, there are many, like I've bumped into like seven, eight. They've all got stories to tell. You as the girl, you're just a young girl, like maybe 10 years old. She writes everything down in a journal that she hears and I've done the first two days so far, and I think something is afoot. Oh. And it involves possibly one of the old people or possibly all of them. But there's a mystery there, which I haven't got to the bottom of Is this of like yet. Cocoon? Is that what we're saying? I don't know what the mystery is, but a lot of the things that I've been writing in my book are the guy who claims he's from Austria, but he's actually seems like he's German. And he slips up a couple of times, so I think he is German. And then there's a World War II reference and him talking about like being in one of these airships in the war. And then there's the thing of like the little girl says, well, why in the whole of Australia are there no other airships? And my town that we live in has an airship above it. I've never understood that. And nobody has an answer to that. So there's something weird. I don't know how weird it is. I don't know if it's like truly about the war and Nazis and stuff. I don't know. Or about something fantastical because there's a lady who's an astrologist and she does like weird ceremonies in a room and stuff. She asks me as the little girl to light a load of candles in a room. And then mum comes in and says, do you realize we're on an airship? <laughs> right. Don't light candles in your room. So like this, it's funny. It's funny. It's whimsical. But I feel like there's a really dark secret in the middle of it, which I'm yet to uncover. So Interesting. It's called Wayward Strand. It's on the PS5, PS4, Xbox, PC. What's for dinner, said Doc? Subway. Yum. You I have love determined. Subway. Although I did see a picture of pizza on one of our devices around here. And uh, that sounds I like pizza. Fun. I like Subway. Oh, any of those. Okay, then it's undetermined. <laughs> <laughs> Could be pizza. Could be Subway. Subway does sound good, though. I like the fresh. bread. Yeah. Eat fresh. <laughs> this is not an advertisement. Don't anybody think that. 
<laughs> Did you ask me what my advice is? No. Okay. My advice is middle age advice. Just putting it out there. It's very specific. <laughs> if you're going to be driving between two and five hours on one day, this say, is very specific. let's say you're going on a trip, but you're coming back, right? So you're going to be driving between two and five hours one day, and then you're either going to be coming back the next day or the third day. So one day you go, one day you stay, one day you travel home. You get what I'm saying? Not like a week, not more than three days, just go and coming back. Isn't there a shorter way of saying that? No. Just three days. Just <laughs> no. one to three days. You're going to go and you're going to come back within one to two days. There you go. All right. Eat prunes while you're driving. Is this elderly? Um, it's middle age. <laughs> feels elderly. Eat prunes either the day before or while you're driving and then on your drive home. The reason I say this, and a lot of you know this, some reason you drive a lot and you go someplace different, you don't eat the same food and you sleep in a hotel or in somebody else's bed and there's different amounts of liquids. You might drink more alcoholic beverages. Do you hear the experience in my voice having informing this advice? And then when you're driving home, by the time you get home, you're going to be constipated. <laughs> so whether you like them or not, just take a bag of prunes. Eat them as you go, <laughs> and then you'll go. Well, people who people will never ever be what you want them to be because they don't exist for you. Not your children, not your parents, not your friends, not your spouse, not your coworkers. Let me repeat: not your children, not your parents, not your spouse, not your friends. Nobody is obligated to be who you want them to be. So there's see life advice and digestive advice. So yeah, this uh, episode of Elderly Persons Quarterly <laughs> brought to you by Prunes <laughs> and Metamucil. So this is the podcast after the show. You can find it at ascully.com. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also go to Spotify, iTunes, wherever podcasts are available. Email sit. No, don't email Sid Talk at all. No. Just email me at com, and stay classy being high up in a movie. That's, hmm. You know what I'm saying? No. It's classy when you're really high up. Also, there's a really classy moment where they need a pee in this movie. Yeah. And they have a very high up pee. Unrealistic again. But hey, you gotta suspend <laughs> the element of belief. And I'm gonna say, think for yourself or someone's doing it for you. <laughs> <laughs>